We're up to Davchaf Amar Aleph, the last word on the second line. Okay, we're up to the word Vahabasar, page 28. And the statement that we had was Vahabasar Tameh, when a person shachts an animal and inside you find the needle. Where this needle came from. Yeah, is it a chazaka? You recognize it as tummy, or is there just a chance that it's tummy? Okay, but we said that bahabasar tummy, the meat that the needle touched is tummy. We all got the place. We're up to the third line on chafamaralf. Let's go. Says Gemara, basar de iskasher In order for food to be capable of becoming tummy, it must have touched a liquid. So when we say the needle touched the meat, and the meat's tummy. It must be the meat touched the liquid. Otherwise, the meat's not tummy, because now it's considered food. And food is not tummy until it has a liquid on it. So, hi, boss, the iskasha bimai. What made this meat capable of becoming tummy? Inima, the iskasha bimai. Maybe you're going to say the blood that's on the meat, which blood is actually one of the seven liquids that can make something capable of becoming tummy. Even though blood is one of the seven liquids, there's an exclusion to the rule of blood, and that is if blood belongs to Kachim, then it actually is removed from the capability of making something tame. You're not allowed to eat the blood. Rather, it must be spilled out, which we learn to mean blood that is that runs like water makes something capable of becoming tame, meaning blood that you're allowed to spill out on the ground has the same status of water, and it can make something capable of becoming tummy. But blood which is not allowed to be spilled out on the ground, for example, hectish blood, um, uh, how do you know it's not allowed to be spilled out of the ground? Because there's a chiyub of Kabbalah Saddam, the Kayan has to catch the blood inside of the cup. You don't spill it out, you actually gather it in. So this type of blood is not similar to water, and the mela, it can, if this, if blood of hectish touches a food, that food is still not capable of becoming tummy. So we still have our question. And our question is, the needle touches the meat, the meat is tummy. The question is, which liquid did this meat touch that allowed it to become tummy? Can't be the blood. The Ella We'll say, okay, maybe the meat touched water that is kept in the butchering place of the base of doesn't apply any liquid that comes from the butchering place in the base of Mikdash. Not only doesn't it cause Tumah, it doesn't even make, if it touches something, it doesn't make capable of becoming Tumah either. So we're still at our question. What did this meat touch that now that the needle touched it, it's capable of becoming Tumah? Where's the liquid that the meat touched? That's making it capable of becoming Tumah. It can't be the blood. And it can't be the water. Says Gemara El Deskasher Bechibas Ha Kaidesh. It must be where it became it became uh, capable of becoming tummy because it has Chibas Ha Kaidesh. All right. Now the, the, uh, says the Gemara like this. The Gemara is going to take a, a twist. And until now, we're assuming that Kaddish meat is the same as any other food which needs a liquid to make it capable of becoming tummy. But now the Gemara is going to take the opposite approach and say, you know what, maybe Hefdish meat doesn't even need a liquid to become tummy. Maybe a needle that touches Hefdish food makes the food tummy even without a liquid. And this whole thing of the liquid being needed as a medium to make a food capable of becoming tummy is by chulet. 
It's not by hektish. Amor de mahani lechibas hakodesh lives Says the Gemara. When do we say that chibas hakodesh plays a role? That's something that's you know, it's literally it's like chashuv. It's beloved. That lives That's as far as being pasling itself. But lemimna be risha sheni nami. Can it also allow it to become and uh, to transmit toma to a risha and sheni? So tivshay the boy reish then you're going to have to answer the question of Reish Lakish, who says, If you have flour that's meant for the carbon mincha, now flour, we're assuming, didn't touch a liquid, otherwise it's going to become dough. His question was, Reish Lakish's question was, can the flour become, uh, create something to be a Rishain or a Shani or not? And since he had the Shaila, Memela, we see that the food, or a potential food, even flour or something, that belongs to Hekdish, is not necessarily, he doesn't know if it's the same or different as, as a chulin food. He's not sure. So you can't, you know, so we're ba- in other words, if you're going to say that sad, where's the clarity in it? How do you know it's actually true? Here's the case. I'll tell, I'll tell you how this meat is capable of becoming Tamar. Because this para is Zivchei Shlom. The cow was brought as a carbon Shlom. And on the way to Shechti, it walked through a river. And they Shechted it while it was still wet. So the skin on the outside of the animal had liquid, had water. You Shechti the animal... The animal was wet. Think about this far out case, right? It couldn't uh, dry up beforehand. And the water from the river, which is not from the butchering place, then dripped down onto the meat. The needle now touched the meat. And Mamela, the meat is Tame. So we answer all our questions. What was our question originally? The needle touched the meat. The meat is Tame. I, how, where's the wetness? What, so here, here's the step so far. Maybe this wetness came from the blood. No, nope, can't be. Blood of hectish doesn't make something capable of coming done. Maybe it's the... Huh? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe it's the maybe it's the water from the basement behind. Can't be, because any liquor from the basement behind doesn't make something capable of becoming tummy. So Gumar says, okay, well, maybe if Taka doesn't need a liquid to become tummy. Says Gumar, that's not true either. Answers the Gemara, here's the only thing I could come up with. What happened was, we're dealing with a carbon shlom, and the owner is walking his animal through a river to the base of Mikdash. They get to the base of Mikdash, they quickly shuck the animal while it was wet. Now the meat is lying on the floor with wetness on its hide. The water from the river, that's still on the hide, drips down into, onto the meat. Now the meat is capable of becoming tameh because the water didn't come from the base mitvachayim, it came from a random river. And now that the meat is wet, the needle touched it, and the meat is capable of becoming tummy. That's been the Gemara up until now. Okay, Gewalt. Says the Gemara. Nimtzes beferes hakoil tahar. We said in the Mishnah, it's worthwhile giving a minute to this information about, ah, is this a random joke? Like, what, what, what's up this over here? So actually... <clears throat> There's a Gemara in Chulim. 
And there's, a, there's a so much to learn from this. The Gwarn Chulin says that you're supposed to water your animal before shechting it, which means you're supposed to give your animal to drink. Before they shecht an animal, they give the animal a ton to drink. Rashi there says it's Derech Eretz to do that. Derech Eretz. You see from Rashi, Derech Eretz doesn't mean to have good character traits. Derech Eretz actually means it's the normal thing to do. When we say have Derech Eretz, what we're basically saying is act normal. Act in a way that God wants you to act. Okay? Rashi says it's Derech Eretz to water animals. Why is it Derech Eretz? Because the, the more liquid the, water, the animal has on it and in it, the easier it is after the shechita to skin it, to remove its hide. So actually owners would purposefully get the hides, the, the skin of their animal wet, and give it a lot to drink purposefully when bringing this carbon in order so that afterwards you're like setting yourself up. It's a long-term investment. That's really why it's sensible what we're saying here. All right, Baitu, let's go. Nimsitz Beferish HaKoltar, what we're coming out with is that if, if, uh, if you find the needle in the meat, then the meat can become tummy. If you find the needle inside the excrement, then the animal is not tummy. Vinadar Parish Basar. Why don't we say, why don't we view the excrement as being tummy? And now you have the needle touching the excrement, and the excrement is in the innards, it's inside the intestines, it's the flesh. And now that the, let the excrement become tummy, and then the, and then the meat should become tummy. We're dealing with a thick excrement, and mamela, since there's no liquid medium in between the needle and the flesh, because the excrement is totally covering it over, the flesh does not become tame. Ravashi Amar Ravashi is a few Beferish Racha. You could even say that the needle is found inside of a looser type of excrement. Mishum Dahabi Mashka Saruach. But even if it's in a liquid excrement, since it is Saruach, since it is, it is uh, like it's spoiled, it's old, it's smelly, it's, uh, it's not quality, so then such a thing cannot even become tummy, Rashi explains. It can't become tummy. The melee of the needle inside of excrement, the excrement is so ruined that it can't even become tummy. And since the excrement is not tummy, it's not metame the meat. Tani tana kameder of Sheshes. We taught a brysa in front of Rav Sheshes. Sheretz metame is a mashkin. A sheretz, uh, one of the eight dead rodents, metame drinks. A liquid mashkin metame is and a look at you metame vessels, who clean metame saichlum, the vessel metame food, vaichlum metame samashkin, fusky metame a liquid, lamanu shalish tumash besheretz, and it comes out that there's three levels of tuma that is taken from a sheretz. Because you have a sheretz that's metame liquids, those liquids can be metame kalim, those kalim can be metame foods, and those foods could be metame the liquids. You have three levels down from the sheretz. Says the Gemara, no, but hani ar yeah, if you have the sheretz, which is number one, so you have the av, the risha, and the sheni, the shlishi. You're going to come out with four. Why are you calling it a three-step tumma? Why are you, why are you not counting the sheretz to the calculation? Okay? So Gemara says, guz mashkin If you take out the first liquid, all you need to say is that if you, the way we originally read it was the sheretz touched a liquid, a liquid touched a vessel, a vessel, the chadgadia, the vessel touched the food, the food touched the liquid, Says Gemara, no. What happened was the sheretz didn't touch a liquid that touched the vessel. The sheretz touched the vessel. The vessel touched the food. The food touched the liquid. And Mamela, you got three. Says Gemara, no, no. Adarab, the guz mashkin the sefer. Why are you taking out the, the liquid at the end? Why are you 
leave the liquid, why are you taking out the liquid in the beginning and say the sherets touch the utensil and the utensil touch the food, the food touch the liquid. Say the sherets touch the liquid that touch the vessel, touch the food. Why are you taking out the first one, take out the second liquid? So the Gemara says, because that's if you're going to leave in the first one, then you're just going to be following a das yachid. You're going to be following the, an individualized opinion of Reb Yehuda, who, uh, who originally said that a, uh, if you have a liquid, it could be metame amashken. Even he, Vahadarbe, he eventually backed out. And the way to remember um, the order of Sheretz is Nazyosa. Now, a Nazyosa literally uh, is a, uh, some sort of uh, beer can, some sort of beer holder. And um, the Nazyasa, Rashi explains, is the way they would make um, the way they would make beer, is they would first take the vessel, then they would take the barley that goes into the vessel to make the food that goes into the vessel to make the beer. Like you, you, you put in the solids first. And then you add the liquid afterwards. So the way to remember is that the sherets touched the kli, the pot, that touched the food, that touched the liquid. Because that's the order that, of the ingredients that you need to make beer. Tan Hassam, we learned the mission over there. Sheret or If you have a sheret that's found inside of a oven. So the sheretz is the avatum. The oven that it went into is the rishon. And any bread that you cook in the oven is now a sheni. Why don't you look at the oven like it becomes an avatoma? Because since the sheretz is still in the oven, the sheretz goes into the oven. I'm assuming it's burnt up now, right? You got a dead sheretz. I don't know if it's charcoal. It must have some sort of entity to still be able to make toma. Yeah, weasel meat. But uh, you, uh, you ask the Gemara. Maybe now that the sheretz is inside the oven, the oven should take on the status of the sheretz. The whole oven should become the avatoma. And now the bread should be a rishayna toma. Amar lei, lei No. It's not possible. The Tali learned the bride say, you call a I might think that vessels are metami things just through coming into the avir, into the air of a klicheres, meaning if you have an earthenware oven and you so it's it's hollow, right? It has an opening. If I stick something into the opening of the oven without it even touching the oven, it go just goes into the airspace. I put my hand in with a cookie. From into a tummy oven, and then I take my hand out. I never touch the oven. Okay? So it's actually, we're talking about Caleb. So I have my spoon that I put into the airspace of a earthenware uh, of a klicheres. I might think it becomes tummy. Tummy, Leymar. Kolasher yitma. Anything that's inside of the of the uh, vessel becomes tummy. Usama claim eichel. And it says only a food. Food, if you have a cookie, that goes into the airspace of a earthenware tuma. That food becomes tameh. But a vessel will not become tameh. Okay? So a vessel that just touches the airspace of a klicheres will not become tameh. And since 
um, the the oven itself is not considered full of tuma. Memela, you have the sheretz remaining the sole avatama. The oven is now not becoming the avatama. It's becoming the rishon. And anything that goes into it is going to be a sheni. Let's get now into the what we introduced today's daf, um, which was the focus on contradictions between different shitas. Okay, so here we go. Rav Chista asked a contradiction in Hilchus Pesach. Umishani. And he ultimately answered his contradiction. Now, why are we saying this? Because his contradiction about Hilchus Pesach is directly connected to the laws of Tumah and Tara, as our parak had started out with. Are you allowed to burn? The, our mission, I'm sorry, has started out with, are you allowed to burn, uh, when it comes time to burn the Chomets, Tumah with Taras? Let's go. really hold that you're allowed to burn Chomets, Suffolk, Tomei Truma. With Tomei Truma. Did you be sure really old? You're allowed to burn Tomei Truma on, right? You got, you got to burn it because Pesach has come. So you have Tomei Truma, and now I have a Suffolk Truma. Rabbi Shua says, we learn, Rabbi Shua says, you burn them both together. No problem. Even though one might not be Tomei, once it's a Suffolk, as we're, we're going to get into, we're going to see where exactly in the Bryce Rabbi Shua said that, that even a Suffolk Truma is okay to burn together. Brahminu. I'll ask contradiction. How's that possible? Om Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi says, Ain't I need no right. The Nidain has nothing to do with the Raya. Okay? This is going back to what we discussed a few blad ago concerning the, the halacha of Pesach, where you're burning something when, you, when you're burning something in a fire and you're mamish being, uh, combining the Suffolk Tumma with the real Tumma Biyadayim. You're doing it with your hand. All right? And we say that it has nothing to do with the, uh, with the proof from the other place. Now, what's the other place? Kishidu, Rabbi say, no, Amaidu. When Acham gave Eidos about what the Kahanim did, where's the testimony? Im about meat that became tummy through a Vlada Tumma, through a Risha in Rishani. That's burnt with Basra that was done with an Avatoma. I'll say both of them are Tame on different levels. This is going back, Mamish, right? Okay, let's go back seven blot. We're going back to the how we started out with all this Tuma. That you say, oh, the, I'm, we're testifying that Kahanim of the base of Mikdash, they would burn a reshine with a Shani. And Mamela, you could burn a Suffolk Tuma with a real Tuma. And we said, no, your proof has nothing to do with the source. There, they're certainly both Tame, just on different levels. Over here, one might not even be Tame, right? In Malashem, it's a full yaim. Shemanikna said, Benesh, Shitna, Betame, Mace. Zed Possel was that Tame. There, one's Possel, one's Tame. Afanumai, the man will also agree, but Shuma Shittes with Vlad Atoma, Shuma, that became Tome through a Vlad Atoma, not an Avatoma, through a secondary Toma. Shasarvade Sayyim Shuma Shittes with Avatoma, it can be burnt because they're both Tome. Just one's an Av, one's a Risha, Beseder. Aval Hechnis, Avafilu Tuliam Tomeya. But how in the world, this we had, right? Remember this. How in the world can you burn a Suffolk Toma with a real Toma? Where's your Amunam Bitachin? is gonna come and be metar. He's coming, he's coming in a minute. is on his way. And you're gonna start burning your Suffolk Tumma with your real Tumma. Maybe Eliyahu Navi's about to show up in 30 seconds. And and you could just you could ask him. 
Ask him whether this thing is tummy or tar. And if the if the psak is taka that it's tahar, you ended up burning tahar truma with tummy truma, and you were an over on a daraisa. You can't do that. Okay, Umishani. And Rav Chista answered, Harav Shimon, Valiba Rav Yeshua, Harav Yaisi, Aliba Rav Yeshua, Machlaikas just in what Rav Yeshua holds. Meaning, Rav Yeshua, Rav Shimon holds, or Rav Yeshua holds. Rav Shimon quotes Rav Yeshua to say, You're allowed to burn a suffix truma with a vadai truma, while Rav Yaisi is going to quote his Rebbe to say that such a thing is not possible. Now, where do you find this Machlaikas amongst the Talmidim as to what their Rebbe holds about it? The Tanya, because we learned in a Brisa. Again, we're going to be familiar with these prices from earlier on. When you have Erev, Pesach falls out on Shabbos. So the Pesach Seder is Matzi Shabbos. So you got to burn all your Chomets prior to Shabbos. And you're allowed to burn Suffolk Truma with Tahar. With Tahar. Suffolk Truma with Tahar. There's the opinion of Rabbi Meir. No, Tar Chuma has to go into a separate pile. Oh, Tumeya Bifni Atzman. The Tumid make two separate fires. Two separate fires. You can't burn it in the same fire. Um, Rabbi Shimon Shimon says, They're not arguing about things that are certainly Vadai or certainly Tumay. Everybody agrees, ain't serpent. If you have Tahar Chuma and you have Tumay Chuma, they both need to be burnt because Pesach's coming. So they both need to be burnt. Everybody's in agreement. You cannot burn those two in the same fire. You can't burn it together. They must be separate. And they also agree when you have a suffix truma that it became tummy. And tahira, and certainly tahir truma. Again, Pesach's coming, you gotta get rid of it. Shesarfin, you also are allowed to burn it together. You're allowed to burn suffix. Truma with Tahar. Because when you're putting the suffix into the fire, guess what? You're not making it Tame be a daim because all it's doing is touching Tahar stuff. Okay? Alman Nechliku. So where's the Machlokas? Alatliyav al When you have suffix Truma Tame and, 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 uh, and Truma that is Tame. Different fires. They're not allowed to touch. Rabbi Yeshua says you're allowed to both burn them together. To answer the question, I, Rabbi Yeshua is a contradiction. What's the Gemara's answer? Okay, you're right. Rabbi Yeshua is a contradiction, but Rabbi Yeshua himself is not a contradiction. He has two students who are arguing about his opinion. Rabbi Lezer has one opinion, and Rabbi Yaisi has the other opinion of Rabbi Yeshua. So it's not a contradiction. You know, the the Tamidim walked out of Shir and argued about what the Rabbi held. Ay, Babasthisa Rabbi Yaisi, says the Gemara. But our Mishnah is, Rabbi, the whole Mishnah is the quote of Rabbi Yaisi. So if the whole Mishnah is the quote of Rabbi Yaisi, you can't start telling me that it's, uh, that it's about like in other people. So the Gemara says, oh, let's explain. Hachi Kamar Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi is telling Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi is telling Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi, even the fear of Shem Rabbi Yeshua, the Mako, who are more Mako, they're more lenient, and they hold that you're allowed to burn Tahar, Truma, with Suffolk Truma. Ki Mako, when you lenient, but Tluya, Tameya, that's by Tluya and Tameya burning it together. But certainly when you have Tar Truma and Tame Truma, there's no opinion that you're going to find uh, that allows it to be burned together. It certainly must be kept separate. End of that discussion. Our question. In the contradiction of Rabbi Yeshua 
is now completely answered. And now, as we explained again at the beginning of the daf, we're going to move on to another, uh, another uh, rummy, another contradiction, uh, parent contradiction between Tanoim. And again, we're going to be familiar with these brises that we quoted earlier. Rabbi Yaisi and Rabbi Hanina Rami, they asked a contradiction between the halacha of Truma and the halacha of Pesach. In other words, they're going to say that yes, we have the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua, but Rabbi Yeshua's opinion in the laws of Truma and Rabbi Yeshua's opinion in the laws of Pesach, and we'll see what his opinion is in a moment, but the opinion he holds by Truma and an opinion he holds by Pesach are contradictory opinions. They need an answer. How so? Umeshani, and he's going to give an answer. How so? Let's go. Can he be sure? Hold that Suffolk Tuma um, and Vadai Tuma of Shuma are allowed to be burned together. Vramin will ask you a contradiction. We're now getting into the case where you have a guy who was Tomei, walked into a room, there was an open barrel, remember this case, the guy, the guy himself was Tomei, he walked into a room, there was an open barrel, he walks out, he's not around for us to ask anymore, we don't know if he touched the barrel, we don't know, so is this barrel now Tomei or not, we have a suffix, what do you do about it, so this was the Machlekas Rebbe and Rebbe if it was leaving out, if it was left out in the open, which means the guy walked in, you, there's a good chance he touched this. You gotta be concerned. You gotta be concerned. Maybe it's Tomei. You gotta put it away. You can't burn it, can't get rid of it because it might be tar and it's usher to burn tar, right? Okay, you gotta put it away. If it was uncovered, then. Also, you got to cover it over, put it away. Also, a chance that it became tummy. You can't let it. Now, Hektachan, the reason why we mentioned this earlier, by the way, seven blot ago, this had to do with, we quoted this opinion to discuss whether when something is already tummy, is there a bigger problem of raising it to a higher level of tummy? If something's already like a Shani Atoma, do I have to be concerned about it becoming a Rishan Atoma? Or if something is a suffix tuma, which uh, which means I'm not allowed to use it anymore, is there a concern about making it a vaday tuma? Because if I'm already not allowed to use it, maybe it's okay. You know, I don't need to be as concerned. But laws of the opinion, you got to be concerned of higher levels of tuma. If Yeshua was lenient, if Yeshua, remember Yeshua says, No problem. If it was off to the side, that guy didn't. It's fine. Yeah, I it's gonna. He says, no, no problem. No problem. Ah, you can't... He's, ah, you're raising its level of tumma? Fine. But you can't use it anyway. Because suffix. Once something is a suffix and it's not usable, so it'll get a higher level of tumma. No, fine. Beseder. There's no, there's no transgression in that, says Rabbi Yeshua, which seems to imply you're allowed to move it out into the open to be grumma in. I can cause it to become more tumma, but it seems to be a dayim law. It seems with my hands, I'm not allowed... I can move it out. But I can't make it do it. So what's the contradiction here? The contradiction is like this. By the case of the guy who walks into a room, and now we don't know the status of the barrel, says Rabbi Yeshua, oh, I'll tell you. Yeah, you can't use it anyway. No, so you can open it up, you can leave it out, because more tummy is no concern. Why, however, but it seems I can only be a grumma. I can't actively be metamaya. Can I go t- take tuma and touch it directly to the barrel? 
but by Pesach, Rabbi Yeshua said, I can burn, I can burn it together with my hands. So the contradiction is, does Rabbi Yeshua allow me to be, to connect Suffolk and not Suffolk with my hands? Or can I only be a grumma? Umeshani, and we answered, again, these two Talmudim were quoting Rabbi Yeshua differently. It's not a contradiction. They have a difference of opinion as to what their Rebbe holds. Period. End of that discussion. Okay. And now we're going to get into another apparent contradiction in Rabbi Yeshua, in Hochus, uh, in Hochus Truma, which is as follows. Rabbi Lazar, Rami Truma, Truma. Rabbi Lazar asked a contradiction in Rabbi Yeshua within Truma itself. Two halachas that Rabbi Yeshua taught us by Truma also seem to be a contradiction. Which halachas? Umishani, and he ultimately gave an answer. You can take the barrel out and just cause it to become more tummy. You can't do it with your hands. That's a contradiction. Now we're getting into the case of the wine press. Right? Remember that story with the, uh, you have the barrel that's higher up, that's flowing down into the lower wine, and it's causing more tumma. So you have a chavish al truma. You have a barrel of truma wine. Shanishpura begats al yaina. It breaks higher up in the wine press, and the water is all going to leak down into chulin tame. Vitachta chulin tame. So I've got truma. It's not allowed to become tame, but it's just cracked. So it's starting to seep down into the tame area, which is chulin. In order for me to save it, or some of it, I only have access to a tummy pan to put under the barrel. But any wine that touches the pan is going to become tummy. So basically, either I leave it, and it all drips down memela on its own, and it all ends up becoming tummy. I keep, my, I keep out of it. Shoval taisa, I do nothing. Or my option is to bring a tummy pan start catching some truma, actively being metame whatever touches it, but potentially saving some truma that can remain tar. So, let's say by me bring a tummy pen. Yes, I'm actively being metame, but I'll be able to save at least a revius worth 2.8 to 4.8 ounces. Okay? Of the truma wine will remain tahar, then you could certainly do that. If you could save a revius, you could be matame even be a diet. Yatsu. You got to do it. Vimlav. If you can't save a revius, says, leave it alone. Mind you, stay out. Stay out. It's going to drip out. It's going to drip out. Become tummy. Don't actively be matame things with your hands. No, you can even try to catch some of it in the, in the tummy cleat. Before it goes into the into the chula. So you see, Rabbi Yeshua is allowing me to, with my yadayim, be mitame truma. Why, by the other case, did Rabbi Yeshua just allow truma to happen as a grama to become tame? And over here, he's saying that even with my yadayim, I can make it tuma. I can make it tame. That's the contradiction. Umeshani. And Rabbi, Leozer, Rabbi Elazar answered, Shiny Hasam, that the, the situation of truma dripping into chulin is different. I'm sorry, what's that? You should pull the uh, tummy uh, thing underneath, pull it away, and then, then there's no problem. 
Well, either way, it's going to become tummy. Either way, it's becoming tummy. Okay? And once it becomes tummy with the first drop, is, so the second, third, and third doesn't make a difference? Yeah, that'll also be tummy. It'll, also, it'll all become tummy. So we say the case of the truma dripping into the chulin is different. The reason why I'm allowed to catch it, according to Rabbi Yeshua, in the pen, is because even though with my yadayim, I'm being metameyet, guess what's happening though? The chulin is still allowed to be drunk. I'm saving my chulin. Because until now, my chulin was tamay. Guess what? You're allowed to drink chulin tamay wine. But if truma starts dripping into it, now it's a mixture. All of a sudden, my $5,000 worth of wine on the floor, my chulin wine, all of a sudden are getting ruined. So Rabbi Yeshua allows somebody to take their yadayim and be metame something when it's going to cause them a financial uh, salvation. Maskifla Rava, Rava says, Masnisanami, but even when we're burning our chametz, Ika Hefset Eitzim, yeah, if you're going to not allow the two types of truma to be burnt together, it's now I got to make a, a, either a much larger fire or two separate piles of fire. So that's also a loss of money. So why is, uh, why is Rabbi uh, Yeshua only being makel by the wine press? He should even uh, give a, a total kula to be metame by the, uh, by the fire as well. Wine is going to be a big financial loss. And by a big financial loss, Rabbi Yeshua says, we got to be, it's chavayla of Yiddishigelt. You got to be concerned about Jewish money. People don't need to take a loss. However, when it's, a, when it's not a little bit of a loss, no, whatever this fire would cost, a few bucks. So a guy could afford an extra $3 for, uh, for, to make that extra fire in order to burn the two types of truma separately. And how does Abaye know that there's a difference between a larger financial loss, that there were lenient, and a smaller financial loss that will be more strict? Where's his source for this? We learned in the Bryson. If you have truma oil, before we're talking about wine, now we're talking about truma oil, that breaks in an olive press. Now this was truma, so now I got a cup of truma oil that breaks in the, in the olive press. And underneath it is the same thing. I've got oil, that's chulin and tame. And if the oil from the top drips in, Ive is mere. My dear, both agree. If you could save a revius, same as wine. If you're able to save a revius of oil, you should do so. Yatsa, you should save him lav. And if not, then just leave it. If you can't save a revius, you let it, you let the the tohar truma uh, flow down into the tame chulin, the ayatama biyad, and don't be metame it with your hands. One second. Where's the exception to the rule? By wine, Rabbi Shua made an exception. And over here, by oil, Rabbi Shua says, oh, no, no, you can't be metamiyat with your yadayim. Why? Because wine is more expensive than oil. And Mamela, you see that even though oil will also be a financial loss if Truma goes into it, but since the, the financial loss of oil is not as large as the financial loss of wine, we're not going to well, we're not going to allow the guy to be metameyit with his yadayim. And Mamela, we have a teretz. We said, ah, how do you know, according to Bishua, why is there a difference between the wine and the firewood? Answer is, wine's expensive, so we'll allow you to try to save something, to save your stuff about. 
When it's not an expensive thing, then you got to let it go. Same as the oil. Says the Gemara, one second. Let's talk about oil for a minute. Let's talk about oil. This, that oil is not expensive like wine. Let's talk. What's the oil usually used for? A flame. Yeah, it's appropriate for Hanukkah, right? Besides for Hanukkah, we look at oil like it sits in a pan. All right? But now we can appreciate this Gemara. Now they're on the first day of Hanukkah. Yeah? Uh, what's oil? Lahadlik. For a candle. Okay. Yayanami. Roy Lezilov. Vechitem Lezilov lab nosihi. Vamar shmo mishem avchia shayusin melog sela. Umezalfin melog shtayim. Says the Gemara like this. Beautiful kasha. Tamei wine. What do you do with it? What do you do with tummy wine? So says the Gemara, says the Gemara like this. Tummy wine, you're not allowed to drink. But guess what? You know, nowadays people put these air fresheners, they plug it into the wall. Instead of drinking wine, why? Tummy chuma, you're allowed to benefit from it. We're assuming right now. Can't drink it. You let it benefit. So people, even though there's a loss that you can't drink it, but it still has some financial value in that you can sell it as an air freshener. Oil, you're also not allowed to eat when it becomes tummy. But it still has value because you're allowed to use tummy oil not to eat, but you're allowed to benefit from it by lighting a candle. You can use it. You can use Tamei Truma. A Kayan could use Tamei Truma oil uh, to, uh, to, to light a candle at night for himself. So you see from here that wine, which can be used as an air freshener in the house, still has value. And if wine still has value... Why is Rabbi Yeshua saying, oh, wine, you're allowed to be matama here with your, you could go, it's a big finance, when it's a big financial loss to Chulin, you can go put your pen underneath, but by a smaller financial loss, you can't, says the Gemara. Wine that falls into Chulin, it's not going to be a big financial loss. It'll go down 50% in value. Because now you can't drink it, you can use it as an air freshener. But it's not a total loss. So even wine itself is not a total loss. So the Gemara says, B'chadash, we're dealing with truma wine that doesn't have any smell. It's new wine. And therefore, it's not fit to be an air freshener. Okay. In other words, the Gemara is answering, Inichanami. If it would have value, maybe Rishu would not allow me to catch it in the pan. Ah, he says, Gemara, maybe there's no value right now because it's new wine. But guess what? It could become old wine. So let it sit for a few months. It'll turn into air freshener and it'll have value. So the Gemara says, no. You can't, you can't let truma wine sit around till it becomes old. Because if you let it sit around, people might end up drinking it. You, you said that tummy truma oil, you could, you could use it for candles. Why? Maybe if people sit, let it sit around, you might end up uh, using it to fry your latkes. The rummy lay clean mice. You say, oh, you're keeping your oil in a mo's. A, a, a disgusting uh, barrel so it doesn't have good taste anymore 
and no one's going to use it for their latkes. They're only going to use it for light. Gemara says, okay, so keep your wine in an old, disgusting thing. So let your wine sit around in a klimas. says, I don't understand. Says the Gemara, you want the guy to leave his new wine in an old, disgusting barrel because you want it to smell good as an air freshener in a few months. It ain't going to smell good if you keep it in a disgusting barrel, and therefore there's nothing to do. And Mamela, we're coming out when you have wine of truma that's tahar, that's new, and has no purpose for air freshener, no purpose for smelling. You also won't be able to drink it now. It's never going to become an air freshener because if you leave it in a new barrel, a person may come to drink it. If you put it into a disgusting barrel, then it's not going to be kosher air freshener. No one's going to want it as air freshener. Memela says you be sure. That's why over there you're allowed to save it. Says the Gemara, but the kola atzba tanoi. You should know that um, this halacha of being careful to not leave things around in one's house that can lead to an avera, leaving the wine, the oil. That's actually a machlekas tanam. Are we concerned about something that's going to happen down the road? The tanya. Because you learned in a brisa, when you have a barrel of wine, truma dika wine, that became tummy. Bishamiyam Bishamay says, You gotta spill out the whole thing at once. You gotta get rid of it. Barrel as soon as it becomes tummy, arois. It's gotta get out. You can't say, Oh, you know, I got a barrel, you know, Rashi explains, I got a barrel, maybe I'll let it sit around and it'll be air freshener for the next five years. Says Rabbi Shama, get it out of your house. Basil says, Tiyasa Ziluf. Nah. Turn into air freshener. says, You have Beishamai on one side. Say, you got to spill it out. Basil on the other side that says, Nah, it's okay. Let us sit around. I'll be. Yeah, I'll be that third Pusuk. That comes in, and now we, you know, he says, you know what I'm going to say? In the field, spill it. If it's tummy in the field, spill it out. If it's in the house, then you're allowed to let it sit around for sprinkling. Okay? Why? So Rashi explains. Because when it's out in the field, nobody needs air freshener. But in a home where people also need air freshener, some amela, there's less of a concern that I'm going to turn it back into a drink. Because it's also common enough that people set, set things aside as air freshener. Ikadamri, another uh, a potential way to understand what Rabbi Shmuel means, is bechadash, not out in the field you spill it out, but bechadash If it's new, then you got to spill it out completely. But if it's old, then you could turn it into, um, then you could turn it into air fresher. Why? So Rashi explains, because when it's new wine, it's going to take a few months for it to turn into air freshener. When it's old, you can already start using it now. So, so what he's paskining is that, you know, you have a machlek. The Bishamah says, get rid of it. Basil says, hold, you can hold on to it. He says, it depends. If you're going to have to hold on to it for a long time, so there's greater concern, you might come to drink it. The longer it's in the house, the, more, the, the greater chance there is that a person will drink it at some point. But if you're going to already start using it as, as an air freshener now, so it's not going to sit around for so long and there's less opportunity for an Avera. So Amrulai, they said to Rabbi Shmuel, top of tomorrow's daf, Aleph, Aleph, they say to him, you know, we appreciate your opinion 
Um, however, you're not this Kosovashlishi Vihriya Bainayam. Yeah, don't get involved. Basically, yeah, Beisham is saying split out. Beisham says, hold on. Beisham says, I'll be the third opinion. They say, you're not a third opinion, you're a middle opinion. You're not here to take sides. You're here to say, yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. When a third opinion comes and plays a role, that's when the third opinion takes a side. I'm siding with Beisham, I'm siding with Hillel, Beisham, so maybe it's two verse one. I'm siding with Beisham, so it's two verse one his way. You're not, you're, you're, you're taking a middle road. So now we now you're leaving us with three opinions. So no thank you, really. You know, so you're entitled to your opinion, but you're not really the cause of Ashishi. says, In our Mishnah, with Rabbi Shua, where we're talking, about the truma wine dripping down into the Tamechulin. That is when the wine was falling into Chulin that was Tame, that was less than a hundred barrels worth of whatever truma is falling in. Um, but if it was going to fall into a hundred, Why? Because the truma would become bottle anyway. We, we know in Hilchas Kasha something is bottle Bishishim. Allah by truma is that it's bottle bimeya. Memela, like this. If I have a hundred gallons of chulin wine, tame on the floor, and one gallon of truma that's going to fall into it, everybody's going to be in agreement. Even Rabbi Shur will agree, you can't be metame be a dayim, because you're not causing a financial loss on bottom. You're going to be allowed to drink all 101 barrels worth of wine that's on the floor. Because, not, I'm sorry? But not if you intentionally see the, the thing being diluted by the... Uh... Even so. Even so, it's going to be allowed. Even so, it's going to be allowed. Why? Because you're not intentionally diluting it. You're watching it happen. You're not the one doing it. It's diluting itself. And Mamela, it's bottle. Tanya Namihachi. And we learned in a brisa uh, similarly. We have a chavis of wine that's uh, in the upper part of the wine press. And underneath it you have a hundred. So it's going to be bottle and there's going to be no financial loss. If you can still save Ravias, Taka, you should do that. Yatzel, you want to try to save as much truma as you can. Let's say you can't save Ravias, then Tered with Titame. Better to let it drip down. Even Rabbi Shu will agree. You cannot stick your hand in because guess what? It's not going to be any financial loss whatsoever. The truma is just going to become bottle of mea. It's going to be nullified in 100. You'll be allowed to drink all that 101 gallons together now as chulin. No problem. So this is a brisa supporting that opinion. Says the Gemara. Hi, Maidav. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shua. What does it mean, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shua? Rabbi Lazar agrees to Rabbi Shua. It should have said Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Yeshua agrees with Rabbi Eliezer. Why? Because Rabbi Eliezer was the one who said, you're not allowed to do anything, let it drip down. So in this b'risa, which we say that Rabbi Eliezer agrees to Rabbi Yeshua to not do anything, that's backwards. It should be Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Yeshua agrees to Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer is the one who always says, hands off. So why are we saying Rabbi Eliezer agrees to Rabbi Yeshua? It should be the opposite. Omar Rava, Epoch, you're right. You're right. We, we're, we didn't quote that Brysa correctly. Another option. Rabunar Bay Dabishu, Omar Lailam, Lighted Book. You don't need to switch it around. Talk about my skin and what are we dealing with? 
over here, we're dealing with a vessel where the inside is tar, but the outside is tamay. And if a person can catch the wine, you should do so. I would have thought to say, make a, make a gzera, not to catch truma in such a vessel because you're going to end up being metami everything. Because you might end up being metami this vessel more than it had to be. The Chiddush of the Brisa is that <coughs> Rebbe Leizer agrees to Rebbe Yeshua that in such a case when you could catch a Revius, even though only one part of the of the Kli was Tameh, and now there's a chance you're going to be meta- now you're going to be metami all of it, still it's worthwhile to save that last Revius of Truma. Hadron Allah or Laba Osar, Hadron Allah or Laba Osar, Hadron Allah or Laba Osar. All right, Mazel Tov, everybody. All right, have a wonderful Shabbos. And uh, Bez Hashem, Matzi Shabbos at uh, 6.15. We will, actually, that's, we're going to have to do a little later because of uh, uh, Hadlaka's Neris. So, um, let's do 6.30 to 7. We'll see, I don't know if we'll be able to cover the daf uh, completely, but uh, let's do from, let's start at 6.30 just to give ourselves more time after Shabbos to light Hanukkah candles. And Bez Hashem will pick up, uh, we'll learn a half hour of Matzi Shabbos.